First off, you have a lot of hairstyles. And, it's only uh, three hairstyles nope, nope. that are in rotation. A lot of hairstyles. I'm it's very straight, jealous. It's knotless <laughs> braids or curls, just to clarify. Oh, for it's folks. fantastic. Okay, listen, here's what we're going to do. We've got to start this light. We're going to be crying a little bit. So um, I asked Lauren to come up. We're, we're going to talk together, do some interview together, um, and then we're going to hear. One last song, um, at least today. But here it is, quick, fire, rapid fire. Okay. What's your favorite color? Blue. Specifically, um, it's like this tealish, light tealish, turquoise iteration of blue that it's is It's probably like your hairstyles, 14 different iterations exactly. of blue. Exactly, Okay, percent. what's your favorite food? Grass-fed beef. That's... Organic grass-fed beef. If someone bought me a, like, grass-fed cow and was like, this is... That, completely that is like off the old, brand for that is, you. I would not expect grass-fed it beef. It tastes completely okay. different than the beef pump with the other stuff. I just want you guys to know. Favorite artist? I love John Mayer. Okay. Favorite movie? The Parent Trap. Do you want to know the difference between us? I have class and you don't. Annie, we're sisters. <laughs> Hallie, we're not just sisters. We're twins. We're going to talk about why that's yeah. important here in a minute. Yeah. Um, favorite sports team? I definitely don't have one. Oh. But um, you know what? If I did, it'd be the Atlanta Braves. Did you, it's just like this long pause. Because Hello? what we all thought she was going to say is, well, you know, because I've lived here, it's the Chicago Cubs, right? That's what we thought. I mean, I don't like that um, very much. If I was going to pick a Chicago team, it's absolutely going to be the White Sox, just so you guys Let's know. Let's go. My people. Let's go. My okay. People. And then um, lastly on this one, what type of books do you like to read? The Bible. Um, <laughs> I mean, true. Um, I love anything that uh, feels like an investment in myself. Yeah. So um, whether that's a cookbook or whether that's um, a spiritual health book or whether that's uh, something encouraging me in discipline, some kind of discipline okay. in some way. Well, for those of you that don't know, I mean, um, those of you that are walking in, maybe this is like your first time here. Um, this is Lauren Scott, and Lauren has been such an important part of our community over the last three years. And um, we say farewell to her today. And um, that's why we're spending some time talking. Um, do this, because not everybody, everybody sees you leading worship. You've been the primary uh, worship leader here at the Rockford campus. But give everybody a short little bio about you. Um, you know, where you come from and why the parent trap is your favorite. Because there's a little bit behind that, but give, it, give everybody a little bio. Sure. Hi, guys. Um, Lauren Ashley Scott is my government-given name, the name that my parents um, gave me. I think that it's because I had Laura Ashley betting as a kid, and I feel like they were inspired by that. They would say it's not true. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. There's not only one of me. There's two of me. I have a twin sister. Her name is Erin. She's married and has two kids, and they're great, and they're precious, and I love them. Um, she's my only sibling. My parents are Fern and Hiram. It's, like, really funny doing this right now. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, and uh, maybe you heard me a couple years ago. I shared my story the first time um, that I taught up here, that I preached. Um, but I grew up in a United Methodist church and grew up um, 
And I, the way that I would say it is that I am sure that someone told me the gospel. I'm sure that they shared it with me, but no one ever actually showed me um, what it meant to have a real personal relationship with Jesus. And so when I was 16, I went to a summer camp and had a radical encounter with God. It was the first time I ever tangibly felt his presence. And I was a teenager, and I remember waking up the next day, and it was like all the love songs on the radio sounded different, and the birds sang, and it was different, and the wind blew, and it was different. I mean, I, I, I discovered, like, this is what falling in love is. This is what real love is. It's Jesus. It's only found in Jesus. And I went to a public high school, so I was like that kid in public school. I was like, I would like to think that I was chill, you know, but I was like trying to get everybody saved. I just was like, I have a vivid memory of having a world religions class my junior year, and I was like on fire for the Lord, and I like wept. I was like, you guys, if you only know him, he's not what you think. And they're all like, you're insane. Um, and I would read my Bible in class just to like fend boys off, because I was like, you trust me, this is not gonna work for you. Um, and it worked, for better or for worse, it worked, probably for better. Um, and so yeah, I've just been walking with the Lord for the better part of the last 14 years. And um, found music somewhere in there and started writing songs. And Well, say more about when you think about finding music. I was curious. Let everybody know, how did you find Rockford? How yeah. did you get here from there, right? Yeah. So um, when I was in college, you also heard me share a little bit about this. Um, I set out to make my first kind of like big girl album, if you will. And I, it was kind of my first, it was my introduction into the music industry. And it um, ended really, really, it, it just was a really harmful situation for me. Um, worked with Christian record producers, but it just, it was really bad. And I had a lot of trauma from that. And so I moved back home to Atlanta, where I'm from, and just took some time in 2018, 17 or 18, to just heal, be with family, go through therapy, because I'd essentially given up on music at that point, um, because I was so affected by the situation I was in. And um, one day I woke up, it was like 6 or 7 a.m., and it's clear as day, clear as day, I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, Lauren, how do you feel about Chicago in the summer? And I leapt up out of my bed, because it was so, it was like a dagger to my brain. I knew that it was God, and I thought, what an interesting question for God to ask me. I know nothing about Chicago. I didn't know if he was just like, let's have a fun conversation today. What do you think about Chicago in the summer, you know? And for the next six months, it was the most prophetically led um, journey I've ever been on with the Lord. I wish I could tell you the whole story. Um, but, I mean, wild, wild, wild confirmations. Like, just insane. And it led to me, I, I went to my parents in tears and I said, I don't know why. I have to go to Chicago for this summer. That was 2019. I said, I got to pack my car. Um, I know one person who lives here. I'm going to call her and see if I can crash with her for two months. Because in my brain, summer was like the end of May to the end of July. I was like, I'll go on this adventure with God, and I'll be back in Atlanta. See you then. So I pack my car. I drive to Chicago. I get downtown. I'm, I'm on Wacker. I'm like, there's water downtown. Whoa, I didn't know about this place. And um, I stay in this apartment with my friend. And I just every day would wake up and pray and play the piano and cry and be like, God, am I, what, what do you want for me? What do you have for me? And it was kind of like the, the next corner that I turned in my healing journey with the Lord. And um, so while I was there, I, 
It's just a funny story to like tell a whole room. Okay. Um, so I um, dated someone very briefly, which is not something that I typically do. I'm like a very closed off, like I got to know it's God kind of person. But I got asked on a date and I was like, you know what? I'm already on this weird adventure. Why not? So I go out with this guy and um, we break up briefly after. And he has an encounter with the Lord in a parking garage to a Maverick City music song. And he calls me after we broke up and he says, Lauren, um, you're not expecting to hear from me. And I'm like, definitely wasn't expecting to hear from you. And he says, I just had an encounter with the Lord to this group that you told me about Maverick City. And I feel so strongly. I heard that they're doing this songwriting camp because I had mentioned it to him that they were doing a songwriting camp. He said, I feel so strongly that you're supposed to be there. Like I clear as day heard it from the Lord. So I apply. I hear nothing back. It's days before the camp. I email them and um, I say, hey, I bet I didn't get in. But in the event that I did, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that, that, I, that I didn't get accepted into this. And they said, Lauren, we're so sorry. You're the only person we forgot on the list. You got in. Get to Atlanta as soon as you can. Don't worry about paying for it. Just get here. So I go to Atlanta, which was really funny because, again, I'm from Atlanta, living in Chicago, going back to Atlanta for this event. And the first day, we're crammed in this room. I don't really know Maverick City very well. I know a couple songs. I don't know who's who. So I'm in a room with people, and I don't know who they really are. And I'll never forget it. We were, um, I was leading worship at the time at a Reformed church. So I don't know how much you guys know about um, the Reformed tradition. But imagine me in that. It was powerful. Um, Like, you know, didn't really move, wasn't super expressive. I didn't really have that kind of space. Um, And so when I was around the Maverick City folks, it was like a dam broke in me. And I just, I mean, I'm running around the house. I'm like dancing, laughing, crying. And I didn't know anybody. I had no fear of man. I was like, I don't care what people think about me. This is like the most freeing environment I've been in for worship in a while. And I'm taking advantage of it. So I was a little wild. Carrington will tell you. I don't know where he is, but you remember? You remember? Yeah. So we're in this living room at this house. I don't know Carrington at the time. And they're leading worship, and I'm just, like, being myself, and he's standing on the stairwell. And we had, like, seen each other, you know. And then we go to this um, worship recording that they did, and he comes up to me. He's like, who are you? Like, you just have so much energy, and you're just all over the place, and, like, who are you? Like, and I'm like, I'm Lauren. He says, I'm Carrington. He's like, where do you live? I said, I live... um, in Chicago, he's like, no way. I think my wife and I, like, we're praying about moving out there, be part of this church. And I'm like, when you guys are in town, call me. We can all go get food, hang out. The next day, the literal next day, we're all going home. And the pandemic, like, quarantine started. So we've been in this incubator with, like, 40 people in this house, writing, leading worship, doing all these things. And we're like, what did we all miss? Because there's a pandemic happening, and what the heck? So then a couple months later, he's coming back and forth to Heartland to do online recordings and things of that nature. And um, he invited me to come. So Parks and I sat right in these seats in 2020, mm-hmm. in the fall. Um, empty room. They were just doing worship recording up here for you guys. And he just was like, who are you? I just want to know you. And we became friends. And, um, you know, sooner than later, I was driving here to Rockford. All, like, it felt like almost every other weekend just to hang out. And my roommate was like, are you going to move there? Because you're literally never home. Like, you just need to move to Rockford. (laughs) And then, sure enough, the end of that year, they offered me a role here. And I was like, can't pack fast enough. Um, So, yeah. So let me say this, because, Lauren, I want you to share in that journey, your journey here, um, what 
the, the biggest lesson that God's taught you, but I want to say a few things about you because I think it's important coming from me. I think um, there was an instant, like, I, I saw you, we sat, we actually were crying this morning because we sat pretty much in the same place we first sat, and we, like, wept before you all came in and said, oh, it's like full circle. But what I so admire about you and what I admire about her, and I think the lesson for us is this ability to um, listen to what God asks of you and then fearlessly follow. To listen and then fearlessly follow. I think as followers of Jesus, like this is the journey that we all hope to go on that when he asks us to do the things that he needs us to do that we begin to trust it because a lot of your story if it stops right there makes very little sense right like you go why would I move to Chicago that makes no sense and people if you probably told them would affirm that doesn't make any sense you don't know anybody there and then why would you go to Rockford in the middle of a pandemic and I think we sit in a similar spot and why this has been such a um, sad journey, but one that I just so affirm is because this is what you've committed your life to do, is to fearlessly follow Jesus. And I think, I know that that's what this next season is, that the step out, out of this, is toward what Jesus has for you. And I'm really proud of you. I'm proud that you live that way, for real. Let me, so let me ask, um, because, you know, we've got just a few minutes. What's, what's something that God has taught you um, while you've been here in this community? There's two things. Um, I actually had one thing I was going to say, and you, um, the Lord just used you in that moment to remind me of actually the truest thing. Um, when I moved here, I was so broken, and I was so disappointed like, I um, have always had a really supportive family and friends, but, um, you know, I went through things that crushed me. And I lost major parts of myself um, that I really felt like could not be reclaimed. And um, uh, when we sing songs like Alive in You, and we talk about the resurrection of Jesus, it just means something to me. It means something so significant because so much of the moments where God has become who he's become to me has been in the face of massive disappointment. Like when everything around me looks like it's not as it should be and I felt like it would never get better. And so um, I moved to Chicago and had this like, I didn't believe that God was for me. I knew he loved me, I knew he cared, but I had this belief that at the end of the day, like, I just didn't feel like goodness was guaranteed for me and that I was gonna have to almost adopt, adapt to or accept like a kind of low quality of life and just trust that like I love Jesus and that was enough. And, um, and that he really, that he loved me and that was enough. And um, a couple years ago, we were getting ready for a tiny church and the Lord said something to me. He said, Lauren, you, he said, you are so used to making burial plans that you don't know how to make resurrection plans. 
He said, you're so used to burying things and giving up on things and letting things go and surrendering things that you don't know how to trust me to bring things back to life. And that word has marked me. And this community, this family, like from the moment that we would sit at your apartment, those, those, those early days and, and conversations that we had and the way that you guys embraced me and loved me and welcomed me in and that we became family. Like this season of life, this city, this church, this family, like this has been evidence for me that God really does raise things from the dead. And that when you think the story is over, because it doesn't look the way that you wanted, it doesn't look the way that you thought, he's really not done. And, um, you know, uh, this season of life for me, you know, sometimes it's easy when you're on, like, the initiating end of change to maybe not be connected to how people that you love might be feeling, you know. And truthfully, for me, what I'm stepping into is, like, really exciting. Um, and I want you, you know, I don't want to be negative, but I just feel like it's not a secret in this room that this church for years, has been through so much change. That's not a secret. I don't have to hide it or act like it doesn't exist. And so I can only imagine how you felt in the face of even more change over the past few years and change today. And um, I just want to put to bed any idea about why I'm leaving or where I'm going or what it means. Um, there's a reason why you will see me here throughout the year. It's real. We're not just saying that. It's because I love this house. I believe in this house. I love Forest City Worship. I love you. And I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, and I don't, so a big part of this move for me is what I'm realizing is I, I wouldn't have known that what I thought was going to be a three-month adventure of healing with the Lord would have turned into five years. Um, and I know that word that he gave me about wanting to bring things back from the dead in my life. I know that it's time for some dreams that I really buried and set aside for him to bring them back to life. And I, I just have to trust him and give him the space to do it. And it's scary, but I'm doing it. Um, and also, I mean, Carrington says don't bury the lead. Um, but uh, I also have met the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, and he doesn't live here. Yeah, he doesn't live here. He lives in Atlanta. And so my parents are very happy about that. Because um, otherwise I don't know that I would be going necessarily to Georgia in this next season. Um, but that's a gift. And so if anybody has any, you can be like, no, guys, she, amen. You have the story. Well, <clears throat> we want you to leave us with the song that you wrote. Um, Lauren and I lived across the hall from each other for um, a year during the pandemic um, at the Talcott. And, um, you know, I still remember, like, pitching that apartment, and it had, like, the only the one window in there, right? It was actually kind of... My apartment has one window. window. It was really sort of very prison-esque. Um, but I'm like, no, it's really great. And um, <clears throat> we spent so much time together... In, in ways that we wouldn't have normally. Like in a normal scenario, you know, uh, that wouldn't have happened. It was such a gift. Like that season was such a gift. Um, and uh, you wrote this beautiful song. I think I'll just listen and weep. Um, 
but I, I want you to know, we see you rising. For real. I saw it from the day I met you. Thank you for bringing us your talent. That's nice. Thank you for writing the song. But more importantly, just thanks for being in this with us. Like, uh, we love you. Yeah, we love her. So, will you sing um, Seventh Floor for us? All right. gathered around this table Bible right in front of me I can feel it it's his favor oh these are the days that we've been praying for oh these are the days we've been praying for I see the father drawing strangers Adding to our number daily He made us family overnight And the way he let us hear it's crazy Cause now these are the days That we've been praying for Oh, these are the days We've been praying for We'll tell our children about the seventh floor Our wounds were healed by breaking bread and conversation The kind of love that took away All our fears Just from being at the table And how we tasted and saw The goodness of God In ways we'd never seen before We'll tell our children about The seventh floor took us out it somehow brought us all together and when we talk about it now we're grateful for that weather cause now these are the days that we've been praying for oh these are the days we've been praying for oh tell our children about the seventh floor where wounds were healed by breaking bread and conversation The kind of love that took away all our fears Just from being at the table How we tasted and saw the goodness of God In ways we'd never seen before We'll tell our children about the seventh Just like we felt it on the seventh floor mm -hmm. 
we know we felt it on the seventh floor, the seventh floor. We felt it on the seventh floor. Okay, family, so this is the this is the moment where we get to pray with Lauren. So forgive us if there's emotion because we all love her too, just like you do. Father, we thank you for the gift that Lauren has been to this family and to all the families represented here and for the way that her faith journey has impacted ours. Thank you, Father, for teaching us through her that using our bodies to praise you, even when it feels awkward and just maybe a little weird, that it's actually a good thing. Thank you for helping us know that we can trust you in the hard moments because you always promise to be there. that Lauren's faith would continue to resonate through us in this place one day at a time for years to come and that you would help us to use our stories to make a difference in the lives of people that will enter these doors and need hope resurrect things in us that we left buried um not ever dreaming you would actually bring things to pass. And Father, for all that Lauren has emptied herself of here, I ask that you would just pour your spirit into her. Give her more love, more joy, more peace, more energy, more trust, more everything that she will need for this next season of life. We ask that you would bless her in her relationships, that you would bring that final healing to all those places in her heart, and that the future would look ever so bright because you are good. Dear Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to see someone young who loves you and seeking you with their mind, body, and soul. It gives us hope for the future. And dear Father, I just ask for wisdom and knowledge and understanding as she walks through this next season of life um, and just a beautiful time with her family and a new relationship. We ask that you just guide every step. And we look forward to seeing her here in the future. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.